Welcome back. It's Midday. I'm Tom Hall. And now a conversation about maintaining our mental health in this holiday season to be jolly. The thing is, not everybody feels jolly, despite one song's assertion that it's the most wonderful time of the year. With the days becoming shorter and the pressures that the holidays can bring, it can be challenging to keep things in perspective and stay psychologically healthy. Joining me now is Dr. Lakita Carter. She's a psychologist and the vice president of the Black Mental Health Alliance. She's the owner of the Institute for Healing, a wellness agency that provides comprehensive and culturally sensitive mental health treatment. And she joins us on Zoom from Owings Mills. Dr. Carter, welcome back. It's been a minute. I know. It's great to be here, though. Great to have you. And listeners, if you have a question for Dr. Carter, 410-662-8780. Our email is midday at wipr.org, and you can tweet us at midday wipr. So what are your clients telling you uh, at this time of year in particular? And is this time of year uh, a particularly tender time for a lot of people dealing with mental health issues? Yeah, I love the word tender. I would say definitely it can be a tender, a fragile um, time. It can be emotionally charged. Yeah, so what my patients are saying are a combination of things, some of which are, are, are seasonal and regular. Pressure, the social pressure to make things perfect, make the house perfect, to find the perfect gift, um, to say the right words that you touch people, to show up for everybody in, in every way that they that they need you. Those are all some of the things that my patients are saying. And then, of course, we have other layers that are unique to, to 2022. Um, we still have and we're still in the middle of an active flu season and COVID-19 is still um, a prevalent uh, virus that we can catch and we want to be with each other, but that's something that we definitely have to consider as we connect and and be with each other in, in meaningful ways. Uh, Dr. Lakita Carter is my guest. Of course, you can't offer, you know, individual uh, psychotherapy or psychological counseling uh, on the air. But um, in general, of course, there is a hotline and we want to make sure that folks understand that if you're in crisis, if you need somebody to talk to, you can call or text 988. Uh, That uh, is a a resource that everybody has now. Uh, You can go to 988lifeline.org. Is it true that the the holidays in particular uh, are, are a worse time for people struggling with issues? Um, uh, or is that a, a sort of a, 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 an urban myth? No, not an urban myth. It can definitely be the holidays, also winter time. So it, it starts sometimes before the holiday season actually kicks off. Winter time, the days are shorter. We have less sun than we do during the summertime. There are also less ways to, or at least less ways that are, um, that are you know, free and 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 light because you have to bundle up to go outside so less ways to things that you can do outside and if you're an outdoorsy type of person um then you really do value hiking and one taking walks through um you know your favorite park or you know some of the other things that we do a little we're a little bit less you know, bogged down with coats and mittens and hats in the summertime. So um, that's not an urban myth. Wintertime is more difficult than spring and summer. And the holiday season is more difficult. We have people who are going through grief 
This will be their first holiday season without their loved one. We also have people who are are just, like I said, experiencing a lot of social pressure. And I also want to point out, we also spend, um, we experience a lot of internal pressure um, around holiday season. Internal pressure. So what yeah. kind of pressure do we put on ourselves? Um, to make the perfect dinner, to make sure the house looks absolutely perfect, to to buy new decorations because X, this person is coming to dinner this year, to buy new furniture, to spend money that we don't have, um, to overextend ourselves in terms of the energy pools that we have, in terms of our financial resources. Um, so yeah, it can be a lot of internal pressure to make things perfect. I know I have certainly ha struggled um, in the past with with expectations, what I normally do, and and yet this will be a year where I can't do that. Uh, what will people say? Will it be disappointing to some? You know, things like that. Those are really difficult um, things for people to deal with at this time of year. So is setting limits for yourself uh, an important uh, thing to do? I mean, can you can you give yourself a break and say, look, I'm just, I'm not going to do it all. I'm going to do a lot of it, but I'm not going to do it all. Yes, that would be wonderful. Can we and do we? Will we? Are, are, are different questions. It would be wonderful if we gave ourselves a break, if we, um, if we loosened the reins a little bit. So my suggestion would be that we be intentional about what we have the space and time and energy for, and we write it down. Um, also, really reconsider what it means to be perfect. Um, it's something that I've talked to my own friends and family about, um, particularly those who cook during the holiday season. They spend a, a ton of time cooking. They're on their feet for the last two days preparing for this date. And literally in my own family, I have seen the cooks in the family sit down to open gifts and they're falling asleep. Yeah. And so then you feel, you know, the person who's giving you a gift feels let down, right? But your goal in doing all that cooking was to make them not to to, to eradicate the feeling of, of feeling let down, right? You don't want people to feel let down. That's why you're expending all this energy. And yet, if you're sleeping when it's when they're when they are are giving you their gift, the gift that they spent a ton of time or really was a meaningful gift or a gift that they made by hand and you're asleep on the couch, then it can feel disappointing that you can't give your gift to the to your loved one. So I would say just really consider the entire experience. How do I want to show up in these spaces that I have for this holiday season? And then write out a plan for how that can happen. So if you want to show up with energy and, ex and excitement, um, then what are the things that deplete that energy and excitement by by that by the end of Hanukkah? And then don't do those things. What are the things that deplete your your financial resources so that by January 5th, you're completely stressed and you're having to pick up a second job? Whatever those things are, don't do those things. And essentially, you bring up cooking because as a person who's cooked a holiday dinner or two in his life, um, one of the, the frustrating things about it is you can spend all morning, Christmas morning uh, or and days beforehand getting things ready, uh, hours and hours and hours. And then people sit down at the table and 20 minutes later, they're finished eating. <laughs> 
and you think, wait a minute, that just ain't it just ain't balanced, you know. Um, yeah. And of course, one of the other issues, even for folks, um, you know, there's one set of problems when you're when you're in a big crowd uh, for the holidays, but loneliness uh, is mm-hmm. another big issue. The Washington Post had a piece about this just a, a few weeks ago, uh, talking about the epidemic of loneliness, and of course, it was very much exacerbated during the pandemic when people who you know didn't live in large families or even with one other person um were literally by themselves for months at a time Um, but that that's still an issue for folks to deal with yes absolutely you know the research that i was reading um right around the time when we started reintegrating so the end of 2021 for a lot of people school was going back into session in person and um uh, or the fall of 2021. And the most most common concern, health concern that people had during the pandemic was loneliness. It was not catching COVID-19. That was actually third on the list. And this was a research study that um, interviewed or surveyed 15,000 people. Loneliness was the first mental, it was not mental health, health concern that people had. Um, and then grief and then catching COVID and the effects and having side effects from COVID. So I would say that loneliness is a huge deal. Loneliness can feel so loud. I don't know how many of our listeners have felt lonely. And I wanna, I wanna distinguish that being alone and feeling lonely are very different things. And I have had a lot of experience um, in being alone because I'm an only child. So, um, and I and I come from two parents who are one of six and one of five. So they grew up in very large families. And my mom used to say to me, like when I was in graduate school, I was living alone and she would say, I'm just calling you because I don't want you to be lonely. And I used to say, but I'm not lonely, I'm alone. And those are two different things. I don't feel lonely. I have friends I can call, um, you know, I have games that I play online. Um, I, I have books. I'm not feeling lonely. So I don't want you to feel concerned that I'm feeling lonely. I'm not. I'm alone. Um, so those are two different things. People can feel can be alone and not feel lonely. You can be alone and feel lonely. And you can be around a crowd of people and feel lonely. So loneliness is a separate entity all into itself. And it's very difficult for us to navigate loneliness when we don't, when we, when it, um, when it hits us and when we are trying to, to fight that feeling. And talk about the particular issues that young people, uh, teenagers and, and younger uh, have when it comes to this, uh, you know, this issue of loneliness and, and you know, self-worth. Um, uh, there's uh, been a trend of young people uh, diagnosing uh, mental illness for themselves on TikTok, of all places. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, kids have just so many uh, stimuli and so many of these, you know, uh, Internet-based resources that, uh, you know, some of which can be pretty harmful uh, if, if not understood in the right way. But uh, in the last minute or so that we have, uh, w- what are the particular challenges and what are the signs that uh, older people can keep an eye out for, uh, for the young people in their lives whom they love? Yeah, so children and teens, they have more access to information than we have ever had before. You know, they can find out about something that's happening 
countries away, states away. So it's a really important as as people who love our young people, whoever you are, whether you're a parent, guardian, um, extended family member, that you have a conversation, that you also encourage young people to connect with each other in, in a variety of ways, in person, Obviously, they're going to connect through their phones, um, but in person as well as through, you know, virtual video gaming, um, but not just have this one dimensional way that we connect, which is via text message um, or, or via video game that we really do want to want to create well-rounded social um, networks. And and that includes being in person with the with others. So I would definitely say that um, we shouldn't be using TikTok to diagnose um, ourselves. Um, uh, the social media is a wonderful way of connecting, and it truly has changed the lives of many people in many different ways. It also can be very damaging to see um, to see other people be successful, and you and you compare yourself to them. It can be harmful in reading about someone else's mental health experience and applying what they're saying to you because you're two different sure. bodies and two different brains. Um, so definitely we do not want to use the internet to diagnose ourselves. That's what we have professionals for who are here waiting to help you. Dr. Lakita Carter is one of those professionals. She's a licensed psychologist and the owner of the Institute for Healing in Owings Mills. She's also the vice president of the board of directors of the Black Mental Health Alliance. Happy holidays, Dr. Carter. Thank you so much for your time. Same to you. And again, if you are somebody you know is struggling or is in crisis, call or text 988. You can go online to 988lifeline.org. That's it for us today. Coming up tomorrow, U.S. Attorney for Maryland Eric Barron joins me to talk about the fight against violence in Baltimore and other law enforcement priorities. Eric Barron will spend the hour with me tomorrow on Midday. And coming up now, stay tuned for live coverage of the final hearing of the January 6th Special Committee. There is reason to believe it will be a historic event. For the first time, a congressional committee is expected to make criminal referrals to the Justice Department on three charges against a former president. NPR's coverage begins at the top of the hour. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for being with us today on Midday. Have a great day. This is 88.1 WYPR.